Good morning, Lighthouse family. Isang mapagpalang umaga po sa ating lahat. I'm so happy and privileged to be standing in front of you once again, in front of your television screens or your mobile phones or tablets to be sharing the Word of God this beautiful Sunday morning. And I hope and I pray that you are all healthy, safe in your respective homes. Alam niyo po, malapit na tayong matapos sa ating series na sinimulan last year pa where we went through each of the books of the Bible and talked about the God of the Bible. At uh, gaya na sinabi ko kanina, malapit na tayong matapos. We are now in uh, the first John or the uh, letter of of first John at yun ang ating uh, pag-uusapan at pag-aaralan ngayong umaga. At bago tayo magsimula, I would like to invite you to just join me in this uh, short prayer. Father God, we thank you for a new day. Thank you that your grace and your mercies are new every morning. And Lord, as we ready our hearts and as we prepare ourselves to listen to you, and receive a powerful message from your word, Lord, I pray that we are all free from distractions uh, kung saan man kami ng sulok ng aming tahanan uh, and who wherever my friend and my Lighthouse family is finding this video and what time of the day nila mapapanood, mapapanood ito, I pray that you be with us in the next few minutes na kami ay magkakasama-sama online. This is our prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Pwede niyo po ba uh, kami, para maramdaman din naman namin kahit tayo ay nasa online ng inyong presensya, pwede niyo bang uh, mag-comment naman kayo ng mga heart emojis jan para naman uh, malaman namin na kayo ay uh, ready na at handa ng uh, makinig uh, maraming salamat uh, sa inyo for uh, being with us every single Sunday dito sa online service. Thank you for supporting and uh, for encouraging us to continue our online ministry. At kung ikaw kapatid ay hindi pa follower at hindi ka pa nagla-like sa ating uh, Facebook page, please do so right after this service. Like our Facebook page and you can also go to our YouTube account. Uh, subscribe ka na rin doon ang ating service ay mapapanood din doon at yung mga kinanta ng ating mga Levites uh, those great uh, worship songs that they have recorded since we started this online service ay mapapanood at ma-access nyo doon at sa inyo naman na gusto na makinig lamang sa mga sermons our sermons are also available yung audio format uh, para sa inyo na mga kapatid na kayo ay tinatahak nyo na muli ang EDSA at SLEX everyday dahil kayo ay return to office na. So sa inyong pagdadrive or sa inyong pagsakay sa mga public transport at gusto nyong uh, makinig ng mga sermons ay available po ang ating mga uh, previous sermons, yung audio format para uh, patuloy tayong lumago at lumalim sa ating pag uh, uh, pagsamba at uh, pag uh, niniwala sa ating 
Panginoon. Alright, so now we begin. We look into 1 John. Uh, itong uh, letter na ito. But we would also like for us, I would also like for us to begin with looking at the background of this letter. Ito pong 1 John is one of the seven books of what uh, we call the general epistles. Dito kasama yung James, 1st at 2nd Peter, yung tatlong letter ni John, at ni Jude. So, yun, uh, general epistles ang tawag dito. Now, we have this general epistles and we have this Pauline epistles or those letters that were penned or written by the Apostle Paul. So, what's the distinction or kung anong difference nito nitong Pauline epistles at general epistles for our um, appreciation lamang po, no? So, while Paul, the Pauline epistles, if you would see the nature of these uh, letters, Paul has a specific audience, a specific congregation that he was speaking to, yung kanyang ina-address dun sa mga letters. You know, just like, you know, a letter to the Thessalonians or Paul's letter to the Colossians or to the Galatians and so on and so forth. But sa general epistles, etong mga letter ni Peter, ni James, ni John at ni Jude, uh, they write it at, at, to a, uh, or they wrote these letters to a broader audience scattered across the Roman Empire. So, uh, mostly general ang kanilang uh, uh, audience na kinakausap dito. At uh, this letter, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, is um, written by the Apostle John. While there is no direct reference pag binasa na itong 1 John na hindi, unlike yung mga previous letters, di ba, na si Paul nagpapakilala sa agad. Uh, sa umpisa ng kanyang introduction ng mga letter. Pero mapapansin nyo dito sa 1 John, si Apostle John didn't really um, introduce himself. But what made scholars say na this letter was indeed penned or written by the Apostle John? You would find a very similar uh, feel or uh, tone doon sa letter na ito. Um, you would see and hear habang binabasa nyo tong letter na ito na yung writer has this certain level of authority as he is writing and speaking uh, to his audience. At pangalawa, there is this uh, strong eyewitness account na ito talagang itong sinusu- yung nagsusulat nito ay talagang sinasabi niya na alam ko tong sinusulat ko at na, na experience ko to naranasan ko to mismo at as i've said no there are very much similarities or parallelism kapag ka tinignan mo itong 1st John to the Gospel of John at yun yung ating uh, aking gustong ipakita muna sa inyo so you will see in your screens yung the first verses of 1st John it says there, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. I've highlighted that phrase, what was 
from the beginning. You would notice, and in our previous um, lessons or preachings sa Gospel of John, ganun din po yung tone at yung introduction nung, ni John sa uh, Gospel na yon. If you go back to uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, ganun din, makikita niyo yung phrase na in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And we know from our previous sermons and previous learnings from the Gospel of John, this is you know, one of the unique characteristics of this Gospel, yung Gospel ni John, as compared to the other Gospel writers. Na si John not only talked about the life and ministry of, of Jesus, he also pointed or referenced and went back to the Old Testament and even as far back as the story of creation. Kaya may kita niyo doon, in the beginning, because he is already referencing from the time of the Old Testament and referencing from the story of creation. You will see that in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in this uh, similarities of the style of writing. Scholars have suggested and has, you know, uh, believed that ang nagsulat nitong first John ay si Apostle John himself. So, not only did the Apostle John write the Gospel of John, etong tatlong letter na ito, we know that he also wrote the book of Revelations. And so, we will see, you know, it's one of the seven books of the general epistles. It's written by the Apostle John. And when we speak of the Gospel of John at yung, uh, the letter, 1 John, it's, it's very much connected. Bakit ko nasabi? Because the Gospel of John, John is speaking or addressing the non-Christians at that time and persuading them to believe in Jesus and find eternal life in His name. And now comes First John, wherein, conversely, this first letter of John is written so that those who believe in Jesus, yung mga kausap niya doon sa Gospel of John, those non-Christians who have believed in Jesus, they would know that they have indeed found life in Him. So those are somehow the connection or the um, place of 1 John in the Bible. And at the time of this writing, uh, scholars suggest that 1 John, and itong letters na ito, were written around 80 to 90 AD in Ephesus, where... where uh, John was already uh, situated at the time of his ministry at itong Ephesus na ito is now the present-day Western Turkey. During the time of this writing, si, it's also important to note that si Apostle John is now the only original apostle left namatay na po at uh, pinatay na, uh, na 
uh, yung mga kasama niyang uh, original disciples ni Jesus. At siya na lang po ang natitira. So what's the purpose? Bakit sinulat ito ni, ni John? First John was written to counter some early form of Gnosticism or early uh, or, or false teaching. It so happened that during this time that the Apostle John wrote this letter, there were a number of people from within the church in Ephesus and yung mga uh, within that, that city or that perimeter area who have defected from the faith. And uh, their defection was caused by the proliferation of heresies or mga false teachings that they are starting to preach and proclaim. And these heretics, what they are doing is, itong mga false teachings na ito, they are using it to draw people away from the church to join them and believe in their newfound ideology of Scripture. Gnosticism is like this plethora and in this um, hodgepodge of beliefs and ideas that are contradicting yung mga foundational doctrines na preach ni Jesus, foundational doctrines that the apostles and the disciples were teaching the church. And so it was imperative for the Apostle John to address the Christians of that church at that time because he needs to set things straight. He needs to counteract this proliferation of these false teachings. At itong mga false teaching na ito, again, for our appreciation, it would also be nice if we look at kung ano nga ba itong mga false teaching na uh, lumalabas at kumakalat dito sa simbahan uh, nung panahon ni, ni John. And we would understand and see what he was facing uh, during the time of this writing. So, I said that it was, you know, early forms of Gnosticism, mga false teachings. At the fundamental concept na kumakalat during that time is that the spirit is good and matter is essentially evil. So, the spirit is good, matter or the human flesh is evil and therefore, the human spirit is good but trapped in an evil body. So yun yung fundamental concept or uh, yung uh, false teaching na kumakalat nung time niyon. And as a result, the perfect spirit of God could not dwell in the physical human body of Christ. So sinasabi nitong mga heretics na ito, because the spirit of God is pure, clean, sinless, it can never join or it can never dwell in a physical human body because the physical human body 
is evil. Kumbaga sa sa atin mas mas alam natin tong illustration na kumbaga sinasabi na tong mga heretics na yung spirit of God ay parang langis at yung uh, human body is like water na hindi pwedeng maghalo ang tubig at langis. Yun yung sinasabi nila. And therefore, itong branch of Gnosticism na to that is called Docetism, it comes from the Greek verb dokien to seem. Yun yung ibig sabihin. So, they claim that Jesus only seemed to have a physical body. So, si Jesus daw, or basically what they're saying, ang Diyos at ang kanyang salita ay imposibleng magkatawang tao. Dahil nga, ang spirit ay malinis at ang katawan ng tao ay marumi. So they do not believe or they completely reject and deny that Jesus ever had a physical body. Yun po yung level of false teaching that is being rampant around that time. Another characteristic itong mga Gnostics na ito because of their ideologies or their concepts that they are promulgating. They consider themselves superior to other humans. They are basically creating this spiritual aristocracy na wherein sila lang ang magaling, sila lang ang matalino at uh, dahil doon, they are incapable of sinning. At they uh, saying that they have reached this certain level or state of spiritual perfection. Perfect yarn. Mga perfect daw sila. So parang ano yun eh, laban ng uh, mayaman at mahirap ng aral sa hindi aral. So they are just trying to distance and create this Division amongst the believers of God. At yun yung gustong i-address head-on ni Apostle John. So now that we have identified the background and we somehow laid the background of this letter at yung challenge and, and nature and purpose of the writing um, of John for, for this letter, we can now dive into the letter, First John. And today, we are going to examine some of the major theological themes of First John in the hopes that we can draw lessons that we can apply in our present lives. Because just like the audience of John in this letter, he was addressing the believers. And so today, let the Word of God address us, you and I that are listening and watching right now, those who believe and, uh, and uh, those of us that calls ourselves Christians, this message is for you and I. Para mas magkaroon tayo ng uh, anchor para sa ating message for this morning. Our main verse, our, our anchor verse for this morning will be coming from 1 John chapter 3, verses 
to 24. It comes from, I, I, I use the NASB version. It says, this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. We know by this that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. I have highlighted three phrases para mas madali nating makapture itong anchor verse na ito. Una kong hinighlight yung phrase na believe in the name of his John, Jesus Christ. Highlighted din dyan yung keep His commandments. At pangatlo, love one another. And so I have entitled uh, my message this morning, Truth, Obedience, Love. Truth, Obedience, Love. So para mas madali nating matandaan ang mga lessons or topics ngayong umaga para pag tinanong kayo ni pastor or tanungin kayo ng inyong discipler or tanungin kayo ng inyong mga disciples na ano ba yung pinag-usapan natin at natutunan natin dito sa First John? Simple lang po, tandaan lang po natin. Tol. T-O-L. Tol. O type nyo nga dyan, tol. Truth, obedience, love. So yun na po, dun po iikot ang ating pag-uusap ngayong umaga. Tol, truth, obedience, and love. So simulan po natin. The first theological theme that I would like for us to talk about is truth or true doctrine. Please go to your Bibles and read with me 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. It says, What was from the beginning? What we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Verse 3, What we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 4, These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. Again, I have highlighted certain parts of this verse and uh, to aid us and to facilitate the learning, these highlighted words are word of life, fellowship, and joy. Word of life, fellowship, joy. Para mas madali nating uh, himayin ang uh, mga verses na ito. Again, no, because of the rise or the promulgation of this false teaching na kumakalat in the church at the time of this writing, talagang si Apostle John needed to address it right away. Right off the gates, John is addressing directly itong false teaching na ito na Jesus ay, or, or 
hindi nagkatawang tao ang Diyos sa pamamagitan ng kanyang anak na si Jesus. So yun yung ika-counter niya at gusto niyang i-counter. At you would notice that right off the gates, nagpapakilala agad at kumbaga nag-flex agad si Apostle John ng kanyang credibility dito. Alam natin na si Apostle John is, you know, one of the 12 disciples. And we also know that the Apostle John is one of the members of that inner circle ni Jesus. So, importanteng malaman natin yung mga facts na yun at yung credibility ni John sa pagsasabi na ito na what was from the beginning, again, he is pointing to creation. He is pointing to the Old Testament as a continuation na ang Diyos ay buhay, ang kanyang salita ay buhay, at ang Diyos ay nagkatawang tao sa pamamagitan ng kanyang bugtong anak na si Jesus. At sinasabi ni John dito na, we have heard this. We have seen with our own eyes. Nakita ko to. We have looked at, meaning he's saying, inaral ko ito. And touched with our hands. Nahawakan ko mismo ang anak ng Diyos. Sinasabi ni, ni John dito na, me being a member of that inner circle, I have witnessed I have seen with my own very eyes the power of God in Christ. I have seen and witnessed the many miracles that has happened in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Kasama ako doon nung nagmi-ministry ang Diyos. Nakita ko mismo, nahawakan ko mismo na ang Diyos, ang kanyang ama ay nabuhay sa kanyang anak. Kaya imposible yung sinasabi ninyo na ang Diyos ay hindi nagkatawang tao. That is how, kumbaga, what, what John is saying. I remember yung aking kaibigan na si Romelo. Every time we have this uh, conversation amongst our friends. Now, when he's really passionate about uh, what he's saying, he would do this. Yung sinasabi, maniwala kayo sa akin. And he will add on, he will add this, this phrase, Believe you me, my friends. Believe you me, mga kaibigan. Maniwala kayo sa akin. At sinasabi niya na, yung sinasabi nitong mga heretics na ito, nako, huwag kayong maniwala dyan. Mas malabo pa yan sa sabaw ng pusit. Yung sinasabi, yun yung, uh, I would always remember that conversation. Pag talagang he's really passionate of, uh, what he's saying. So parang ganun din yung demeanor ni, ni Apostle John dito. At sinasabi niya, no, na this eternal God in verse 2, the life was manifested and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father. It was manifested to us. Meaning, this eternal God made Himself accessible to us. He revealed Himself to us in the most basic form and that is through His Son, Jesus Christ. And so He was saying this, this word of life, this is Jesus, the incarnation of God's Word. So, ano ang basihan ninyo na sabihin na ang Diyos ay hindi nagkatawang tao sa pamamagitan at sa, sa personhood 
ni Jesus Christ. What is your proof? Is it just your intellectual awakening, intellectual musings? Ako, I'm saying this to you, the church, that I myself witnessed it. John is talking about the omnipresence and omnipotence of God. And he is telling us, reaffirming us, that because this eternal God made himself or manifested himself to us, revealed himself to us through his Son, Jesus Christ, that we can have fellowship with him. The word fellowship, the second highlighted word in this verse that we are talking about. This fellowship na in, sinasabi ni Apostle John is somehow overarching the entire letter of First John. He is putting premium, paying great importance on fellowship on uh, having relationship. And he's saying that, you know, this idea of fellowship, we know that when we talk of fellowship, it comes from the Greek word koinonia, which speaks of a sharing, a communion, a common bond, and a common life. It speaks of a living breathing, sharing, loving relationship with one another. Again, the Apostle John is exhorting this revealed and manifested God through His Son, Jesus Christ. We can have fellowship with Him. And those who believe in Christ, you too can have fellowship with us, with the people who believes in Christ. And because we can have this great fellowship, you know, notice, you know, again, notice, before I forget, notice this play of words, sa, so that you may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Basically, what John is saying you too may have fellowship with us, and in so doing, that fellowship, you are already having fellowship with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Very interesting ng play of words ni, ni John dito. At ipapark natin yan at babalikan natin yan mamaya. And so, the result of this fellowship, according to the Apostle John, is joy. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. So, speaking of joy, I would like to spend a few minutes talking about joy and reminding us of what joy is all about. We all know that joy and happiness share some, some similarities. And, you know, like myself, you know, from time to time, I get confused or I get, you know, I, I, I somehow mix them up because of this similarity. Ano ba yung similarity? Joy and happiness, these are both, 
you know, sense of optimism and cheerfulness. Joy is this sense of uh, optimism and, and cheerfulness. Ganun din si happiness. So they, they share similarities on that level. But what sets joy apart from happiness is the basis of this sense of optimism and, uh, and cheerfulness. Joy is, you know, a sense of optimism and cheerfulness that is based on God. That's what sets joy apart from happiness. Because happiness, while it is also the sense of optimism and cheerfulness, it is only based on circumstances. Joy is based on God. Happiness is based on circumstances. Now, Pastor, bakit natin pinag-uusapan ang joy? You know, I'm, I, I know for, you know, some of us, the past weeks, you know, the past months, you know, with what had happened throughout the course of the past weeks, you probably, uh, some of you may perhaps have this conversation with God and you probably naibulalas mo sa kanya na, Lord, bakit ganun? I feel like my joy was robbed. Or I feel like I've lost joy. I'm, I'm talking about joy this very moment because I would like to humbly submit to you, my friend. If you have said these words, perhaps you are merely referring to happiness. Perhaps you are just merely referring to happiness. You have lost your happiness. Again, because joy is based on God and happiness is only based on circumstances, perhaps what you're going through right now, my friend, is not really a loss of joy, but just a loss of happiness. And why is this important for us Christians to understand and be reminded of? Because joy is based on God. And if we really say that we have lost joy, that should send warning signals to you, my friend. Yung alarm bells ninyo should be uh, going haywire. Kung talagang sinasabi mo, kapatid, na nawalan ka ng joy or naubusan ka ng joy, you should be alarmed. Because that only means because or if joy is based, because joy is based on God, that means if you lack joy or you don't have joy at all, that means you have drawn away from the Lord, my friend. And that should send signals to you to act quickly and draw closer to God so that fullness of joy will be restored. I also noticed, you know, yung word na may, your joy may be made complete. Bakit kaya may ganong element pa si Apostle John dun sa pagsabi niya ng joy? Joy is certainly possible for us Christians. But what John is saying here, 
that joy is by no means certain. Meaning, hindi siya ganon kadaling ma-attain. Happiness, yes. Because it's circumstantial. And because happiness is circumstantial, it is only fleeting, temporary. And joy is that higher level of optimism and cheerfulness. It's possible that you, my friend, can receive and have the fullness of joy, but it is not certain. It depends on how you are in fellowship with God at this very moment. Because joy is based on God, we should maintain our fellowship and our closeness with Jesus so that, sabi doon, balikan natin, verse 4, our joy may be made complete. Charles Spurgeon said this, If any of you who have lost joy of the Lord, Lord, I pray you do not think it as a small loss. Again, if any of you have lost the joy of the Lord, I pray you do not think it is a small loss. It should be considered a big loss if indeed you have lost joy, my friend. Act quickly and go back to God and have your fellowship with Him restored so that you will have once again fullness of joy. So what does this tell us? Ibaba natin sa ating konteksto about this truth. Ano yung gusto natin maintindihan or lesson that we can draw from this? How can we recognize a true child of God? That's the question to answer, my friend. How will you recognize that you are indeed a true child of God? How will you recognize that these Christians that you are in fellowship with are indeed true children of God. And how will you, my friend, recognize that those teachers of Scripture are also children of God? Again, in the context of false teachings, it is this, my friend, the children of God believe in Jesus Christ. For John, it is as simple as that. Black and white. No gray area. That's how he is addressing these false teachings. By going back to the absolutes. By going back to the absolute truth of God. The absolute truth of Christ. The children of God believe in Jesus Christ. So, that is truth. We, got, we now go to the next theological theme. Obedience or obedient living. First John chapter two verses one uh, to six says, "My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and He Himself is the propitiation of our sins." And not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. By this we know that we have come to know Him, if we keep His commandments. The one who says, 
I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. Keyword, so that we may not sin and therefore we are to keep his commandments. Again, if we are to be obedient, John is saying it also is anchored on our fellowship with the word of life. Anchored in our fellowship with Jesus. We cannot obey someone, right? If we do not have a relationship with Him. And so it is critical for us to keep and maintain our fellowship with Christ because it is only then that we can keep His commandments. And therefore, as we keep His commandments, sabi ni John dito, so that we may not sin. So paano, Pastor? Kapag ka, nagkasala na ako, sabi ni John, may sagot din John, kaibigan. And if anyone sins, sabi niya, we have an advocate. And who's that advocate? It is Jesus Himself again. Have, if you have sinned, my friend, have fellowship. Continue to draw closer to Jesus because He is our advocate. And because Jesus is righteous. In verse 2, it says, He Himself is the propitiation of our sins. What does that mean? Jesus is the means by which our sins are forgiven. Yun yung meaning ng propitiation. Kung nabubulol kayo dun sa word na yun. He, Jesus is the means by which our sins are forgiven. And therefore, when our relationship, when our fellowship with Christ is restored and is renewed, we can therefore really keep his commandments. Baka sabihin nyo, Pastor, big word yung commandments. Okay, sabi ni John, kung nabibigatan ko dun sa word na commandments, ganito na lang niya ilalarawan. Nandun sa verse 6, the one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. Keeping his commandments mean walking in the same manner as he walked to be Christ-like. That is our goal as Christians, to be Christ-like. If we become Christ-like, and if our, our goal is to be Christ-like, we are, in effect, keeping His commandments. What does this say, my friend? Of How do we now recognize, again, oh, going back, putting this, this obedience, obedient living in our perspective, how do we recognize as children of God that we are really obedient to God? Children of God keep His commandments. Again, for John, it is as simple as that. Keeping His commandments. The last theological theme for this morning that I'd like to talk about is love. Just a quick fact. Alam nyo ba, 
na no other book in the Bible talks about love as often as 1 John. One in every 50 words, ko, one in every 50 words is a form of love. And that makes about 52 mentions, kapatid, 52 mentions of love in just five short chapters. Five chapters lang po ang first John. And yet, there's 52 mentions of love. One in every 50 words is a form of love. And so I have picked some of these verses that talks about love for our understanding. Una, 1 John 3.11 For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. That is the call. Again, you know, in having fellowship with, with Christ, having fellowship with fellow believers, we are called to love one another. 1 John 3.14 says, We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. Love in this verse is the recognition or the significance of our salvation. We are saved because we are saved we are able to love. That's, kumbaga, John is saying that love is the output or outcome of us being saved. Another one, 1 John 4, verse 7 to 9, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through Him. At isa sa mga uh, paborito ng aking mga anak na, na verse about love, 1 John 4, 19, We love because He first loved us. John is exhorting the believers to love one another. What is the proof or how do we recognize that we are really, truly children of God? The children of God love one another. The children of God love one another. And because we love one another, we go back to yung aking uh, pinark kanina na thought na coming from 1 John 1, 3 verse 4. So, yung sabi doon na, so that you too may have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Why is this significant for us to understand? It is this, my Lighthouse family. Loving one another is very critical in our mission to share Jesus and make disciples because this is often how people come to experience a relationship with God. They first encounter God through relationships with God's people. Sinasabi doon na yung ating mga inaabot, their first encounter of God's love, their first encounter of God is through our relationship with God's people. 
Now, we can put that into our own smaller context. Our children will know and have a relationship with God. They see it and they first experience it through us parents, through our relationship with our spouse and with our relationship with our fellow believers. Yun po yung importansya ng sinasabi ni Jana. Have fellowship with us. And in this fellowship, you are also having fellowship with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. At sa pagtatapos ng First John, John provided or concludes with these two powerful faith declarations. Una doon, there is victory over the world. 1 John 5, 3 verse 4 says, For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the very victory or the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith, that our fellowship with Christ, we become victorious in this world. At hindi lang po doon nagtatapos ang sinasabi ni, ni John. Hindi lang victory over this world. Another faith declaration that, is, that he is leaving us today, that the knowledge of eternal life, Kaya naman tayo, we want to be Christ-like because we know of this greater reward kapag kapiling na natin ang ating Diyos. 1 John 5.13 These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that so that you may know that you have eternal life. Know that you have eternal life. Isn't that amazing, my friend? Na in this fellowship that we have with Christ, the word of life, that we are able to know His truth, we are able to obey and keep His commandments, and we are able to love one another, that this is the greater blessings that is waiting for us. Victory over this world, and knowledge of eternal life. Amen? So in summary, may kita nyo dyan sa ating slide, that the major theological themes that we talked about in this letter of, of John, truth, obedience, love, tol. And in so doing, our faith declaration is we can be and we will be victorious over this world and our knowledge of eternal life. If you are here today, my friend, and this has this word or this message has resonated in your hearts, we would like to hear your testimony. We would like to hear your thoughts about this message. So, if you're not shy, please do, do just comment right now. Or even send us a message. Reach out to your disciples, to your leaders, to your pastors, and really talk about 
what you have learned from this message. And so in conclusion, as we end, I would like to invite you once again for this closing prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for just your powerful word. We thank you that you made yourself available to us. You have revealed yourself to us through your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. And we believe in your Son. We believe in Jesus Christ. That is the absolute truth that we hold on to, Lord. And in our fellowship with you, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that in so doing, we can keep your commandments. We have this obedient living. We can really be living testimonies of your goodness and faithfulness. And Lord, we thank you for showing us how to love because you are love and for modeling us how to love one another. Father, would you help us continue to speak to us, continue to minister to us, continue to shower us with your great love, with your great mercy and grace, O God. Father, we seal this message today so that we can continue to reflect on it and we can continue to live out this message that we have received. Father, we thank you for this opportunity for gathering us online. We love you, Jesus. We honor you with our lives, Lord. We honor you with our testimonies, Lord. This is our prayer, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, Lighthouse. See you next Sunday. Bye.